Monday, December 18th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, I'm sure you and your fellow citizens of Alabama are somewhat pleased that Alabama is no longer in the headlines of the national news night after night. Of course, I'm referring to the Doug Jones-Roy Moore senatorial race. It's interesting to see the response to that race. Chuck Schumer said this was a rejection of Donald Trump. The Washington Post declared that Trumpism has bottomed out in the Moore candidacy. The New York Times counted it among examples of stark repudiations of the first-term president. As we look at the postmortem of this senatorial race, no doubt right within Briarwood Church, you have people that are highly disappointed with the outcome of the race. You have other people that think this is a good thing. What should our response be to one another as there's probably a diversity of opinions of who to vote for and how it turned out? I do not support candidates or parties, and I do not oppose candidates or parties. I do address platforms. I do address policy. I do address positions. I don't think it's fair to my congregation for me to take a public position on a party or a candidate because that automatically transfers to them whether they vote that direction or not. Jesus said, you are to teach all that I have given to you. That means that a Christian is to think through how to function as a citizen of the state. I don't want Christians to get lazy and say, well, who's the pastor voting for? That's who I'll vote for. I want them to develop a Christian world and life view to own their process and own their vote before the Lord. But now how can I cast my vote in a way that honors the Lord? And then you get to a vote like this. And Tom, it's tough. I think it was going to be a close election. Everybody predicted that because of the more candidacy in general. And then came all of these allegations. And when that happens, a believer has got to do two things at a moment like that. Tom, you will remember you and I back in the presidential election did a couple of programs on what is the paradigm that a Christian prayerfully goes through. And we actually did a program on the next right thing after these allegations came out. So we've done programs on this tried to lay out the biblical principles to prayerfully come to a voting decision. Character first, content of the positions of the candidates second, competency number three, conviction number four, and community witness number five. So we've worked our way through that, and we kind of revisited that when these allegations came out. When the allegations come out, a Christian who takes character as number one has got to consider these things. Are they credible and are they true? To find out if they're true, you go through a process. We call it the court, and people are innocent until proven guilty. But now you've got a situation where you've only got a couple of weeks, and you can't determine if they're going to be true or not. So are they credible? And then when a Gloria Allred shows up, the allegations then become less than credible. And then when one of the individuals says, well, I forged this, then they become less than credible. But then you have other individuals that speak. And so all of those things are impinging upon people as they work their way through it. So I believe evangelicals came to four possibilities, four options. Option number one, do I vote in order to express my support of the allegations and the fact that I think that renders a candidate inappropriate for the office? I'm going to vote for Doug Jones. When people came to me with that, I said, 
Forget Doug Jones as a person. Let me tell you his platform. Can an evangelical vote for somebody who actually supports the killing of the unborn all the way up to birth, no restrictions, supports Planned Parenthood, who supports the fabrication of same-sex marriage? Is that really an option for a believer? Anybody that takes a whole class of human beings and puts them in jeopardy by public policy, including taxpayer funding for abortions. For me, that platform is no option whatsoever. Option number two is, you know, I'm not sure about the allegations. If I elect them and they do an ethics probe, then we'll find out if they're true or not. If they're true and they don't see them, then the governor can appoint someone. So I am going to go ahead, because of the platform of the Republican Party, I am going to go ahead and vote for Roy Moore. I'm just going to do it because the issues of a Supreme Court justice appointment, a correct vote on the Planned Parenthood, which is now being investigated, all of that's just too important. I do not want a senator from Alabama who is indistinguishable from a senator from Massachusetts who is fully committed to the secular progressive agenda embraced by the state, not all of the citizens, but the state of Massachusetts. I don't accuse them of being insensitive to the allegations. Third decision is, I'm not going to vote. And that's a tough one for evangelicals. Evangelicals highly value the sacrifice that men and women have made to give us the right to vote. And that is a very difficult decision. And then the fourth decision was a write-in candidate. And as you know, there are 20,000 people that made that decision, which would have taken the election the other direction. Basically, what they were saying is this, I will not vote for Doug Jones and his platform, and I cannot at this point in time vote for Roy Moore. But I am going to vote. I am not going to sit it out, because if you sit it out, how can you critique what takes place later? Because you didn't vote, period. So I am going to vote. I'm just going to write in the candidate. Here's what I'm telling my brothers and sisters, evangelicals. First of all, I thank the Lord for you. I have grown to love Alabama so much. I love my home state, North Carolina, but I have grown to love this state and the people in it, and I realize the angst that they went through. Now, I will say this. If you voted for the platform represented by the Democratic candidate, I want you to come and tell me how, as a believer, you can vote to someone who intentionally is going to legislatively and with your tax money kill a class of people. To me, that is Hitlerian. I do not think that is a choice for a believer. But the other three choices, I'm sitting it out. I don't agree with that, but I understand how you got to that. I'm going to do a write-in candidate. That can be criticized from political science, but I understand why you say, I cannot vote for this one and I will not vote for the other one. Then those who said, you know, I'm going to go and vote and let this ethics investigation find out if these allegations are not only credible, but are actually true. And if that's true, then we'll be able to send somebody else to the Senate seat. I understand how they could arrive at that. But now that the results are in, how should believers respond to it? Tom, I want to talk about how believers must respond on the Wednesday program. But I also want to say this, Tom, I believe as believers, you've got to give the judgment of charity to other believers in this process. Please understand that there was not for committed, engaged, evangelical believers who are serious about what they believe. They did not have choices that they could go and join a parade. This was a tough process. 
So I understand all of those difficulties. Now I am praying for how we respond to it, how we respond to each other. Now, where can we go from here? Tom, and I also want you to know this, and I want my brothers and sisters to follow along with me. I am now praying for Roy Moore that if these allegations are not true, he will be able to take a course to get the honor of his name back. If they are true, then the victims will be properly cared for and have the issue of justice and come to a point where they can forgive and rise above those things. So I'm praying for them. I'm praying for Roy Moore. And I'm also praying for our elected senator, Doug Jones, that the Lord would thwart the platform he ran on. And I will pray that the Lord will work in his life, even as he has in the life of many who have been elected, who have stood against a biblical world in life view, but in the providence of God, God uses them to advance his kingdom. Harry, on tomorrow's program, I want to take a look at the Mueller investigation. Through that investigation, there has been some question of the American citizenry to be able to trust agencies of the federal government. I agree with someone who I wouldn't agree with mostly, uh, Rachel Botsman, when she says a society cannot survive if it doesn't have a trust factor in its foundational institutions. I think she's right, but I think there's something more to this story. And how do you solve the lack of trust with the government? Do you demand it or does it have to be earned? We'll deal with that on Tuesday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out for today, let me challenge you to download the Briarwood app. It's yours at no cost. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Tuesday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.